like Ooh, matrix stuff. Chills. All right, welcome to Lightning Rounds. This is a special episode. This week, we are recording during... What week is it, guys? Holy Week! Yeah. Brought to you by the Heavenly Father. <laughs> 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 oh, technically. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> our biggest sponsor. Oh, man, start that. <laughs> <laughs> Providing for all our needs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man no we thought it would be a really cool um a great idea to to just do a, a a little bonus episode holy week bonus episode here today and so you're joining us live during holy week and maybe not live but mm. pre-recorded produced edited so, to make our voices sound more manly oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny if you put the wrong emphasis on holy, it changes the whole meaning of holy week. So if you say holy week, it's like it's holy week. But if you're like, holy week. (laughs) (laughs) That does change everything. Let me just say, inflection matters. So, first of all, (laughs) first things first here. Okay. We want to give a shout out to our uh, to the winner to the winner of the Instagram contest that went out finding the lightning round boys living in the moment <laughs> prize one our respect for an entire day went to Malia O Malia O you have our respect you have our respect Amen. Finger, finger snaps in a in a not so I mean in second place Coming in at second place. Close second. Was was it close? A very close second. One of our favorite people, Alexa. Alexa. Valdez. Valdez. God bless you. God bless you. You have our respect for the mm-hmm. next 30 minutes. God bless you. Coming in, in third, but first in our hearts. One of our favorite, also one of our favorite people. Miss Jill Capote, um, just a fantastic human being. You have our our love. You have our hearts. You have our wallets. Um, <laughs> She's an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> you have our wallets, Jill. And may God just pour it out. Pour it out on yeah. you. We, lo- we love you. Congratulations. Thank you for participating. That really made our day. Go to Andrew's Venmo right now and request $5. (laughs) (laughs) He will approve it. Yeah. We're all chipping in. We're all chipping (laughs) in. (laughs) Yeah. May God just bless you, and thanks for participating. And thanks for listening. I mean, really helps us get out of bed in the morning to know that someone listens. Yeah. You know, we've so. we've been on a little meme run too on the Instagram account. So Oh man. If you have I a meme it. that relates to lightning rounds and you want to submit it, it uh, there's no there's no promise. Yeah, no, no, there's no promise that'll be po- <laughs> that'll be posted and there's no limits. 
<laughs> as we know. Of course. Just no touching of the hair or face. <laughs> no, of course. Of course. If, if you want to come up with one, you could send it to us. It doesn't necessarily have to be about any any episode. Or it could be about any episode we've recorded or, or us or just something making fun of us. Send it our way. Yeah, we love it. We love it. Otherwise, we're just being in front of ourselves. Yeah. So it'd be great to hear it's someone else. It's pretty much our friendship. I mean, that's kind of what we do. Just on basically the daily. self-deprecating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's great when yeah. you have a graphic designer friend like Hollow too, who like will get a photo of you and enlarge your head in the photo of you. But what? it like, so it looks like you're this weird doll. <laughs> oh my gosh. Remember the time he made me look really skinny and then everyone thought I had lost a ton of weight yeah. and they're like, congratulations. Oh, Andrew, you look amazing. And I'm like, this is totally fake. And thanks a lot, you jerks. You like, jerks. Rumor, rumor <laughs> has it still makes the rounds through group text. It does. It's yeah, a good photo. That I have that fun. one saved. That's a good photo. If only I could have that body type, that'd be great. You can with Adobe, dude. <laughs> this new diet called Adobe. Adobe. Adobe Keto. Chicken Adobe. <laughs> Okay, well, we're going to jump straight into the question on, on this one. This is a bonus episode, so we're going to try and keep this short. Um, we know our last episode was uh, was it was a journey, to say the Wait. least. It was a journey. It's a marathon. It's a marathon. It's a marathon, baby. <laughs> you did it. We did it. You did it. We did it. <laughs> cool. Well, we're going to be uh, discussing this question. This is a question that I've thought a lot. I've pondered a lot. I'm sure... Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. I know for us here on uh, Lightning Rounds, we've kind of bantered back and forth about uh, about this, but um, we're going to be talking about the question, what happened to Jesus on Saturday? He was crucified on Good Friday, buried, laid in the tomb, and we know that day, right? We celebrate Good Friday. Usually you go to a Good Friday service. And then the next day that you celebrate is Easter, uh, Sunday morning, which celebrates his resurrection, uh, defeating death, and and conquering sin. Um, but what happened Saturday? Uh, there's a lot of different beliefs to this, and we're going to kind of jump into it. So get ready. This is going to be a a wild Holy Week ride. Oh, yeah. Let's just say, first of all, that the hypostatic union of Christ is very important. Okay? 100% God, 100% man, which means... He 100% really yes. died. But at the same time, can God die? He is if he's 100% man. His human body died. His human body died. So so we have to first, I think, set that that is like a foundational truth. Yeah, you're right. There is this, the hypostatic union of Christ is very important and is essential to the doctrine of Christ. Mm-hmm. He wasn't faking it. Yeah. Wasn't 100%. three days in the tomb like, I'm God, so I'm actually not dead. Yeah. yeah. And that didn't hurt at all. Right. Yeah. 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 That's good. All right. That's my that's good base. Yeah. That's a, that, that right. is a good base. You, you know this this day, if you could say Saturday, um, in in the week, uh, it's referred to as Holy Saturday or sometimes Silent Saturday. 
this day has always kind of has always been interesting to me just in my own thought because i mean you think about it jesus is crucified friday and then there's a pause there's a period of waiting why didn't god raise jesus immediately like he dies and then maybe later a couple hours later he's raised why was there a day in between um this as my dog barks <laughs> off in the distance he knows the answer yeah. he's calling out heresy well, probably right now <laughs> as, we, as we go through this <laughs> he's like just stop <laughs> quiet you <laughs> he's he, dogs he is he is inhabited by the spirit of an early father early church father <laughs> no, i was just joking um but to think that there was a pause between Good Friday and Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday. Uh, why so long? Why this silent Sabbath or this silent Saturday? It's mm, a good question. Well, I do know like there was a Jewish belief, too, that after three days, all hope was lost of that person coming back, mm. especially with um, Lazarus and from that story. When Jesus says to roll away the tomb, he had been dead for three days on his fourth mm. day. And they're like, he's decomposing. Like, it's gone. Gone, gone. Like, I know he will rise again at the end in the resurrection, but the hope of him coming back now is is gone mm. because he's been dead too long. Um, so if any hope of, of him coming back, there was this, I think, tra- I don't know if it's tradition or just Jewish belief that the, the soul would h- kind of stay stay around and if there was a chance it would be within that three days and perhaps to defeat that thought like no he's dead he's gone there's this is you know it's happening yeah he really is was dead mm-hmm. yeah it's called <clears throat> the shamira oh. the human soul where did you learn that with, but unattached to the body <laughs> oh just my uh, phd in g-o-o-g-l-e <laughs> um it says, but unattached to the body for a period of three to seven days after death. <laughs> but basically, they believed, yeah, the, the soul would hover over there before it was, you know, departed. You know, that, that's, a, know. Crazy. that's a good input, for, especially from you, Hollow, um, coming on the heels of a meme that was <laughs> posted that you were the only unordained one here on this podcast. So way to redeem yourself, man. That was, that was good insight. You know, for all you unordained people out there, there's hope. Jesus talks to us too. Unordained on this podcast, but ordained in our hearts. Holocobos. Thank you. <laughs> it's all about the plan. No, uh, but even okay, even as we as we dive quickly into into this subject, um, one thing that I want to say too, just to preface all of this, is there are a number of beliefs of what exactly was happening. Was Jesus resting? Some believe that. Was um, Did Jesus descend to hell? Did Jesus descend to the abyss, to, to Sheol, to Hades? Did, you know, what exactly happened during these, um, during those moments that he was, um, that he was gone? Was he in paradise? Because he told the thief today, surely you will be with me in paradise. And so there's, there's a lot of, of, uh, a a number of different beliefs. Uh, this is one subject and, and I'll say this, you know, the Bible isn't, the Bible doesn't specifically list the detailed account of Christ 
during these during these moments. It says that he was uh, it says that he was in the chronological story. It says that he died, and the only thing that actually happened on that day, on that Saturday, that is recorded is in the book of Matthew, where it says that the Pharisees come to Pilate and they request soldiers to guard the tomb because they know that Jesus taught that he would rise again and they don't want the disciples to steal the body. So that uh, uh, right. as far as like chronologically in the story, in the gospels, what is written there, that is the only thing that is written there. There's other hints that we'll kind of get to in, a, in other passages in scriptures, but I just wanted to preface with that and even say, hey, if you hear some of these, you know, um, what, what we talk about here and you disagree like we say, you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably, and that's okay. And I think for us as Christians, we can sometimes forget that like it's okay to disagree with someone, especially on these open-handed issues, these issues that are non-salvific, these that that are non, you know, they're not the foundations of of what it means to be a Christian. Um, you can you can believe in the Nephilim, you know, which we'll, we'll talk about even bring it up, stuff like that. But or, or you could not. You could believe that those were the sons of Cain. You know, or the um, or or you know, as far as Genesis six relates. But um, one thing that that I will say that is in relation to uh, Silent Saturday, Holy Saturday, um, is that Jesus predicted this Silent Day in Matthew twelve, uh, verse forty, and it says here Jesus predicting this. He says, just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth. And what's actually really interesting, and Andrew, you probably can relate to this because you taught through Jonah, and I remember how impacting that was in your own life and your own walk with God when you were studying the book of Jonah. But when you look at the book of Jonah and his prayer from the belly of the fish, two verses stand out to me, what, what Jonah says, even in prophecy to this moment, I believe, here, he says, out of the belly of Sheol, I cried and you heard my voice. And in verse 6 in Jonah 2, he says, I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever, quoting Psalms even there. And so um, what is believed by some in this moment is that after Jesus' human body died on the cross, uh, that his human soul entered the realm or a state of departed spirits. Hades referred to um, Sheol, the grave, the abyss, the heart of the earth, or, or sometimes referred to as, as the pit. There, not the pit of despair. Um, that's Princess Bride. That's the toilet. Totally <laughs> despair. Yeah. I was like, "What is that?" Yeah, <laughs> the pit of despair. Don't even think about escaping. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's one of my favorite movies. And, you know, this is to, this is referenced in Ephesians 4, um, where Paul says, Paul says in Ephesians 4, verse 9, he says, what, but what does it mean he ascended except that he also descended to the lower parts of the earth? Um, and so mm. there's some that believe, and, and, I'll, and I'll say this, this is a belief that I hold to um, here in this, is that his soul entered a state of death and he experienced the power of death until the first, until the third day, sorry experienced the power of death until the third day. You know, Hebrews 2, 9 tells us that um, he had to have been there in a state of death long enough where where the writer of Hebrews says that he tasted death, experienced the, the pangs of being under its grip. And so death captured Jesus as he entered it fully, 
But as we celebrate on Resurrection uh, Sunday, that great reversal that Jesus captures death in, its, in his rising from the grave. And, and the verse that, that really will kind of fling us into what might have happened is a verse in, in two passages in, in Colossians 2, 15, where it says that he disarmed the rulers and authorities and disgraced them publicly, triumphing over them. And then a verse in 1 Peter, which I think is going to be where we have the most controversy and um, where we kind of get a clue into this. First Peter 3. Listen to this, guys, okay? Listen to this. First Peter 3, 18. Andrew's shaking in his boots as I'm turning here. First Peter 3, 18. It says, <laughs> every pastor loves to teach this on a Sunday morning. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh but made alive by the Spirit. Verse 19, in which he also went and made proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in past were disobedient, when God patiently waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared. And in it, a few, that is, eight people, were saved through water. And baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you. And it goes on, and he speaks about... um, about baptism there. But that's a pretty wild passage in First Peter 3, 19. That is. It takes us all the way back to the days of Noah. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a re- there's an obvious reference to Genesis 6. Hollow, what happened in Genesis 6? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh let me get my Bigfoot um, little statue out right now. Um, no. Uh Genesis six. Are we really talking about Genesis six right now? Uh, well, I mean, you just he he references it here, so I mean, you don't have to, you know, go super deep. But what what's the general what's the general story of what was happening in the days of Noah? Basically, uh, disobedience in heaven. Um, some angels decide, hey, you know what? The daughters of man they they're kind of cute, and uh, they come down. They basically disobey God, and uh, they have children with people on earth. And uh, it says that these Nephilim, Nephilim, as you would call them, are, are now birthed. So you have a hybrid between an angel and a human, and they're giants. And it's, you know, debated what they actually were. Were these really strong people? Were they super crazy, like mutants? <laughs> you know? But anyways, um, these angels disobeyed, left God, and kind of wanted to be like God and make their own creation. Um, so that's what happens in Genesis six. And you know, what's really cool too, with, with that passage, the, the half brother of Jesus, Jude in Jude verse six, Jude says here, and the angels who did not keep their own position, but abandoned their proper dwelling. He has kept in eternal chains in deep darkness for the day of judgment on that great day. Mm. So here in First Peter, one one thing that I want to point here that's that's actually really interesting is two 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 Greek words. The words spirits, where it says that he proclaimed to spirits in prison. That Greek word spirits, that Greek word is never used for the souls of men and women. It's only always used for angels, for um for spiritual beings. And so he preaches here to 
or proclaims to spirits in prison. And that word prison as well in the Greek is a word that is never applied to what we as human beings face after death. But the next time that we see that Greek word is in Revelation 18, where Satan is bound, imprisoned during the millennial reign of Christ. So it's this place of bondage, of waiting for judgment, of waiting for ultimate. Reserved for specifically these types of beings. Yes. Not not the souls of men, but the the souls of these types of beings. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Okay. So during the, this, as first Peter would say that he descended proclaiming to these spirits in prison, that this is Jesus's victory over, over powers and principalities. Like we read in Colossians two, right? He publicly disarmed them. He was victorious over them dismantling their power. And this is, this is, in a sense, Jesus boasting his victory over those who would have tried to subvert his eternal kingdom. He's flexing on the enemy here. He's, he's saying, hey, guess what? You guys, you, you tried to defeat me. You guys tried to corrupt humanity, but you lost. I made a way. tried to through the pollution of seed yes. through man like through that they tried to to subvert the work you look at the genocide of the hebrew people in the mm-hmm. book of exodus yes. when they're destroying all the the male babies like all that had a evil undertone not just in the sense that it was evil by men but it was the works of darkness and the work of satan to try and anything he could to avoid this moment this week that we're celebrating yeah. Jesus, you know, coming, living, mm-hmm. dying, resurrecting. Yeah. Even entering Judas, Satan entering Judas mm-hmm. in betrayal as, um, as he would, um, betray Christ and Satan, no doubt was thinking I, I won. This is it. I'm going to yeah. kill the, I'm going to kill the son of God, you know? And so yep. first Peter would say to us that in this, not only not only in Jesus's death was he was he securing our salvation but he was defeating our enemies he was putting a leash chains on our enemies and was 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 proclaiming victory over them and and how first peter goes into baptism which is kind of interesting is that baptism is a declaration of that not only to the world that you are dead and you're alive but even to the works of darkness to demonic yeah. beings that, hey, judgment is being proclaimed over you again through these people mm. <laughs> and their baptism. Yeah. Well, I think I think of, what's it called, the scene in Narnia where, you know, Aslan is finally dead. Just going to C.S. Lewis for you, Zach. Um, <laughs> I just do it. <laughs> and, 
and he's you know he's laying there and everyone's celebrating and that scene's always freaked me out they're dancing around the dead body and they're cheering yet Oslan later just breaks the stone it splits he comes back and just that like that roar in your face and, and I think we forget too because we're always like oh like you know Satan and you know the enemy they're going to do whatever they can because they know their time is coming to an end I, I think that's true but on another side note part of me kind of thinks and I don't know if this is wrong but if we're wrong we're wrong if I'm wrong I'm, I'm not a pastor bro, you know I'm gonna <laughs> give that disclaimer but like part of me thinks that they're not all like well it's over like I think the enemy is going to try to win still not just like oh no I'm not going to win so I'm going to keep trying like I think at that point they were like hey we did it yeah mm -hmm. like we the prophecy it. wasn't false because he's dead yeah and so for Jesus to go down there and be like hey um check this out <laughs> you know <laughs> I think that's just such yeah. a, a smack in the face to the enemy of like you may have thought you won but you didn't and he goes and swipes those keys yeah. you know and <laughs> now he holds the power of death Amen. and life yeah wrong <laughs> wrong <laughs> wrong just kidding that's why i'm here just to keep the balance between the smart people and the me's in this world so. hey i'm just a children's ministry pastor <laughs> so that's true it's actually i'm just right a graphic here. designer <laughs> um I mean, Jew, so I mean, where did Jesus go? Jews, Jewish, they held to, to the thought, Jews held to the thought of Abraham's bosom, right? And Jesus even gives a parable yeah. of that, of of um, Lazarus, who's the beggar, and uh, the rich man. They both die. Rich man goes to a place of torment, and Lazarus goes to Abraham's bosom, you know? And th this is where, even in passages where it says that he de descended, that he might um, take captive the captives and release the captives, and they... They even would say in this that not only was he proclaiming to, to spirits that you that they lost, but was even in in the concept of Abraham's bosom, which is which is hard to even you know comprehend that and, and is a whole nother subject. Um, but even in them, re the reward of their faith those those that died pr before Christ before the way of salvation yeah. being that that way being made for them. Right, but like both were called. Like both was Abraham's bosom had a side of torment and it was divided by a great, a great valley yeah. a riff where they couldn't cross um, as far as the holding tank goes. But right. So Jesus went to the same place, but there was a pocket of it that was paradise. The rest was apart from paradise within the same area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially in that, in that, in that parable that Jesus told, because they could see, he could see across mm -hmm. to the other side mm -hmm. and say, I know that meant like, tell, tell him to put a drop of water on my tongue or um, send him back to tell my brothers, you know, he could see and all of his senses were, were there sight, smell, um, taste, touch, all that, you know, all that stuff was, yeah, was very much still involved. He wasn't obliterated, but yeah, it's crazy. There's, there's a lot of mis mystery in, in things, but at the same time, like we could just take what scripture says and apparently there is a place. There was a place God provided. You think of like the souls in which, like how much God cares about souls, even the ones, you know, all of them. So everyone had a place. And, and what I was thinking about this morning on the way here is God's timing, you know, reading the gospel stories. I know it's, we're almost done. 
but when Jesus said throughout the gospels, my time has not yet come. My time has not yet come. And there in John's gospel finally says the time has come for the son of man to be glorified. Like the, the man, just that part really was crazy to me that there was this divine timeline that Jesus was on and no matter what, he wouldn't deviate from it. And, and the fact that the God, the father had a very specific time of year and time of the month mm. and time of the week in which he wanted this all to take place it was fascinating to me suddenly. Yeah. I just went off subject. That's good. At the right time, at the appointed time, Christ appeared. Appointed time. Yeah. That part really got, got me, got my mind going. So the final say, no matter where <laughs> he was or what happened, Jesus has conquered sin and death. He has made a way for us to have eternal life by his side in heaven until heaven and earth are one meet yeah and there's a new heaven and a new earth yeah happy easter happy easter <laughs> happy easter well we hope that um you know and like we say here you don't have to believe us you can uh take it for yourself and you know there's a bunch of there's a bunch of school of thoughts even with the whole genesis 6 passage and people and and well-meaning christians that believe differently in those things you know and hey for all we know who knows right (laughs) what do i know what do i know (laughs) for all we know who knows but what we do know is Jesus is alive. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think if anything, let let that let that set that pause of Saturday. Sometimes we can right jump so quickly to Easter morning, without letting that pause sink in. You know, even on that day, the disciples are mourning. Their best friend has just died. Yeah. It's a it's a pur- purposeful pause, but Jesus has secured our salvation and has defeated our enemies. Satan, sin, and death, and that I think when you when you realize that about what Saturday means, I think you're able to to celebrate Sunday even more. Mm. Holy week sounds good. Cool. All right. Well, we hope you guys have an awesome Easter, Good Friday, and all the days in between and around and beyond to infinity and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> you are a toy. Sorry, <laughs> my son is watching Toy Story. Plaything. You are not a pastor. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be the next. You meme. are a congregant's plaything. <laughs> <laughs> you are a sad, strange uh, little man. <laughs> uh, that's so good. All right, guys. Well, hey, happy Resurrection Sunday. We hope that you um, enjoy it and you you and and you celebrate. Okay, eat whatever yes. you want to eat. Celebrate. Mm. Enjoy good food the best boba drink you can imagine or whatever you know whatever and just in, enjoy time with people with god's people and enjoy god and and the hope of of what resurrection means i, I really do pray that that we and as well you guys get to just just celebrate fully because jesus is alive and that that uh that changes the world that changes it all mm-hmm. to the glory of god amen amen